0: I want to get right into the word today because I don't want to be very long. We want to kind of get right out and and get into the tank and and, uh, to the baptismal service. I'm excited about that it's a really good thing that it's not cold outside, right? Uh, that's a good thing. And, and if you noticed uh, in the tank, we actually put little heaters in there today. So we're going to try to make it like bath water for all you people who really need that, right? But for us who are real spiritual, we don't need that because we can get baptized in a creek in January. But for the rest of us, we're going to be doing that. All right. So that's, that's what you see there. And we're excited about that. And um, um, just happy about that, so amen. Let's just dive into the word today. I'm going to um, just read a scripture, then we're going to pray. In 1 John chapter 5, let's start in 1 John chapter 5. I want to talk to you today about the, the Holy Spirit witness, the witness of the Holy Spirit. Amen, today. In 1 John chapter 5, starting in verse 5, so if you can turn or click there, I'm going to read just a few verses. I love this passage of scripture. I'm going to read another, we'll pray. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 5, it says, Who is he who overcomes the world? But it's he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Verse 6, This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not only by water, but by water and blood. It is the Spirit who bears witness because... Uh, the Spirit is truth, for there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. In verse eight, and there are three that bear witness on the earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. These three agree as one. in the original Greek, it just says that these three are one. In verse nine, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God which he has testified of his Son. He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his Son. Amen. How many believe that there's three that bear witness in the earth, the Bible says, that they agree in one? The Spirit, the water, and the blood. The Bible talks about them being in agreement or a perfectly consistent testimony. Amen. And as we read in verse 1, what do they agree on? What is the agreement of the Spirit, the water, and the blood? Look at verse 1. It says that Jesus Christ is Lord. How many believe that the Spirit, the water, and the blood all agree that Jesus is Lord? couple people. That is amazing. That's great. We're going to get it more. But, you know, one of the things as a Christian, how many believe with all your heart, amen, that the Spirit and the water and blood all agree that Jesus is Lord? Amen. How many believe the Bible all points to it? Amen. The salvation of Jesus at the cross is all about Jesus, Amen. Letting us know who he is. Amen. And he is Lord. He's creator of all. He's God of the universe. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? And the Bible says they are consistently, perfectly consistent in their agreement that Jesus is is Lord. This is the witness the Bible says. The spirit, the water, and the blood. These bear witness. They give testimony. Amen. That Jesus is Lord. This is that triple uh, agreement as I like to say. That triple uh, uh, testimony that they agree that Jesus is Lord. And so that's why it's important today as we baptize in water, we baptize in the name of Jesus because we believe that there's only one name, amen, given among men whereby we must be saved, amen. That God has highly exalted one name. In the name of Jesus, every knee bows, every tongue confesses that he is what? Lord, amen. Amen. How many believe that Jesus is Lord? I believe that with all my heart, amen. And so they all agree that Jesus is Lord. And so the Bible says that we we are to baptize in his name, in the Lord's name. We don't baptize in the name of dead saints or in the name of a church or a denomination. There's only one name, amen. There's only one faith, only one Lord, only one baptism, and we baptize in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And so that's why that's so clear. But I love that because the Bible uh, makes it clear all, all these things that we do, Uh, we talk about salvation and water baptism and the blood of Jesus they all point to the fact that Jesus is Lord Amen. In Matthew chapter 3 starting in verse 1 Amen. This is the account of uh, the message of John the Baptist, the promise of Jesus and the baptism of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible says, In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And all the region round about Jordan went out to hear him, the Bible says. And, and they were all baptized in the Jordan, confessing their sins. That's in verse 6. And then verse 11, I indeed, John said this, I indeed baptized baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me, he's stronger than me, mightier than me, greater than me, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Verse fifteen And Jesus answered and said, uh, when when uh, he came to be baptized of John John said I, I I need you to baptize me but Jesus said no it needs to be this way in verse 15 it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness then he allowed him to be baptized in verse 16 when he had been baptized Jesus came immediately out from the water and behold the heavens were open to him and they saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and, and, and lighting on him or landing on him and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Amen. How many believe in the baptism of Jesus? Amen. How many believe Jesus was baptized in water and we're to be baptized in water as well? Amen. And Jesus is filled with the Holy Ghost, and we're to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came on him, and when Jesus came out of the water, not sprinkled by water, but when he came out of the water, the heavens opened, the dove descended, and the voice spoke. Amen. And all those things happen as a testimony, as a witness that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. He is God. Amen. He's not in competition with other deities, and maybe you've got Zeus over here, and then you've got Hinduism and everything. No, Jesus is God above all other gods. Amen. There is no name greater in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. It's the name of Jesus. Amen. And the spirit and the water and the blood agree that Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen, hallelujah. So that's why communion's important, water baptism's important, all these things that we, that we do and we see in the scriptures are so important when it comes to our salvation because it all testifies and bear witness that Jesus is Lord, amen. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then so in Acts chapter two, we see Peter, who knew this revelation, who had this understanding, preached the message and answered the question, what must I do to be saved? He said, we need to repent, be baptized and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that was kind of the beginning of the church as we uh, come to know. But I love this because as you look at um, all these accounts and and as we read in 1 John 5 it talks about the spirit, the water and the blood. As I like to think of it, the blood is what I I, I like to think that I I believe I'm a sinner and that Jesus died for me and when it comes to the water I believe that Jesus is my savior and Lord he's my master, I'm his, his servant. And the fire, when it comes to the fire of God I believe that the supernatural nature of God lives in me and empowers me to do his will how many believe that with all your heart amen and so in our church is some of our core values and what we see in the scriptures and uh, simply because it's the teachings of Jesus and it's the teachings of uh, the Bible amen and in our walk with the Lord in our salvation that is talked about so uh, by repentance I testify that Jesus is my savior By the water baptism, I testify that I'm forsaking my sin and becoming his follower. By the Holy Ghost, I testify that the word of God is true. Amen. And how many know I'm a living testimony? I'm a living witness. Amen. That's what the Bible says, that I'm a living witness now, that I have been baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm a living witness that Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen. How many know people need to know that you are the living witness? You are the testimony of God in the earth that Jesus is Lord. People need to hear it from you that Jesus is Lord. Amen. And how to get saved and, and who God is and, and how to get to heaven. They need to hear that from you. Amen. You're a witness. And your life bears witness to this fact that Jesus is Lord. Amen. If you're born again been baptized in water, your life points to this fact and this witness that Jesus is Lord. Amen. i like to say this and then I'll move on. Uh, by the blood I can stand with God. By the water I can walk with God. And by the Spirit I can work with God. I've been saved, sanctified, and anointed for service. Amen. Everybody, come on. If you're born again and you've been baptized in water, God's called you. All of us are called to the ministry. All of us are called by God. Amen. Come on. It may look a little different than everybody else, but all of us are called to fulfill the mission of Jesus Christ. That's why the Holy Ghost was given. Did you know that? So that we could continue the mission that Jesus started. Amen. Hallelujah. So. A lot of truth here today. But one of the things uh, I just wanted to mention is that we receive the witness, amen, when when we're saved and baptized in water, we receive that witness. We receive the witness that Jesus is Lord when we're baptized. But I love what John points out here. He says in Matthew 3 and also in Luke, it records that John the Baptist said, I'm baptizing you with water, but Jesus is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Jesus is the baptizer. Amen. How many know, amen, in order to get baptized, you need a baptizer? John said, I'm going to do it. And this afternoon, I'm going to baptize people. Amen. That's, that's, we're just going to do that. We're going to baptize people. But how many know Jesus is the baptizer and the Holy Ghost? He's the one that will baptize you with his spirit. Amen. And so he said, I'm going to do this, but God's going to do another work. Amen. And he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And so we receive the witness. We receive the water and we receive the fire as a witness that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. By the water, water baptism is that forsaking of our sins and being made clean. What, what what we're doing is we're turning to God and asking him to cleanse us our hearts from sin and unrighteousness, and we're dedicating our lives to be his followers. They're dedicating our lives for the rest of our lives, committing, amen, our lives to Jesus Christ, that he is our God. Amen. He is our teacher. He is our master. He is our Lord and our Savior. He's not just a friend that we talk to once a week. He is our, amen, closer than any brother. He is our comforter. Come on. He is our Savior. He's, the, he's our source of life. We don't have life outside of Jesus. Anybody? He's our life. And so that's what we do when we're water baptized. And water baptism purifies us and separates us. That's what it was in the Old Testament. It was the water of purification and the water of separation. Amen. How many know we're saying, Lord, I dedicate my heart to you, my life to you, and I'm separated for your use. Amen. As your disciple. Lord, amen. Whatever you have for my life. Amen. I want you to use me. That's what we're saying. And also by the fire. When, when John the Baptist said that Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire, we see these pictures in the Old Testament as well, but really speaking the Holy Spirit. and How many know the Holy Spirit comes upon you, the Bible says. The Holy Spirit fills you. He speaks to you and through you and, and He gives you gifts with preaching and fruits with living. Amen. And I believe that through the Holy Spirit we have the power to be, we have the power to do, we have the power to go. Amen. That's what the Bible teaches us. And we also see that Now, all throughout Scripture that the Holy Spirit is represented by different elements and symbols. We see that He's represented by fire and water and oil and the cloud, come on, the Old Testament, and the wind, and then we see here at Jesus' baptism, a dove. He's represented, the the Spirit of the Lord came on Jesus as a dove, the Bible says. And I also like this because He didn't just do it in private, it wasn't just something that happened in the supernatural. This was something that everyone witnessed. everyone saw Jesus get baptized. Amen. Everyone saw the heavens open. Everyone saw a dove come down and sit on Jesus. And everyone heard the voice of the Lord. Amen. How many you know this is part of the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Amen. God moves on you. He comes on you. He, He rests in your life. Amen. And he speaks to you. Amen. And that through your life, he speaks through you to other people. Amen. And I love this because As we look at scripture, we realize and and recognize that Jesus was conceived and born of the Holy Ghost. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible says in John chapter 4. And he came to baptize us with the Holy Spirit. So not only was he born of the Holy Spirit, conceived of the Holy Spirit, not only was he filled with the Holy Spirit himself, but he is the baptizer. How many know in order to get baptized, you need an element? You need something to get baptized in or into. In in, uh, water baptism, we have the water. That's the element. But the Bible says that Jesus uses the element of fire to baptize us. Amen. Isn't that good? Amen? It, it, it's not, and so there's so many things we see about that. And I love that all because we see Jesus as the pillar of fire. Amen. That was the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. He was the cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night. He was the, uh, that beam of uh, fire that came down. He was that column of fire that came down that amen. That lit the sacrifice in Leviticus. Amen. He was the one that sat on the mercy seat in the Holy of Holies. Amen. Isn't that great? And so we see this picture of the Holy Ghost all through Scripture. Now Jesus is saying is that he's going to be, amen, not just with you, but he's going to be in you. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Amen. And so we're going to see that here in a moment. But I just want to bring out two things about baptism and something to recognize about this. Well, whether it's baptism in water or baptism by fire, I want you to realize that the word baptism, the whole expression of baptism, is, means to be fully immersed and that word, that Greek word means to be fully wet, to make fully wet or to stain with like a dye, to whelm or overwhelm, to cover, to submerge, to engulf, to overpower. That's what that word means. That's why we are baptized in water. We are, are fully immersed because that's what the word means. How many know if the word means that? that's what we're going to do, right? Amen. So that's what it means. And so, so the Bible says that we are baptized in water. Water And so baptism in water is you being immersed in Jesus. Amen? But how many know the baptism of fire is Jesus being immersed in you? It's Christ with you and Christ in you. You are in Christ and now Christ is in you. Amen? How many believe that? How many know I'm not just in Christ, but Jesus is in me? Amen? Christ is on the inside. He's in me now. That's what it means. So when we're baptized in water, like Romans 6 and 8 teaches us, that we're baptized, we're not baptized in the name of a church or denomination or a club or a group. Amen? Come on, we're baptized into the Lord Jesus Christ. We're immersing ourselves in the life of Jesus. Jesus is the new man that I put on. I'm not, I'm not becoming a better me. It's not like I'm a happier me, I'm a nicer me. No, Jesus is the new man that I put on. And all the character and nature of God in Christ Jesus is mine. Amen. And and, I, and I, as I walk with the Lord, I walk in his nature. So understand that uh, baptism in water is to be fully immersed. And just like someone is going to go down in that tank today and come back up, the Bible says that Jesus is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire amen and that's what I want in my life I want my life to be immersed in Christ and I want Christ to be immersed in me amen And the second thing I want to point out is just as salvation is a free gift it's available for whosoever will believe how many know the Holy Spirit is a free gift for whosoever will believe. We see that in Luke chapter 11. Whoever will ask for the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Bible says that the Father will give it to you freely. Amen. So it's a free gift. How many love, all Christians love free stuff. I know that. Come on. We love free gifts. And how many know God loves us so much? He's such a great Father that he wants to give us free things. I love that about the Lord. Amen. Free things. Come on. We talked about a picnic on Wednesday. We're going to go have free food. I love that. Christians shout about free stuff. Amen. So, And and understand that. And so this meaning of a baptism, be immersed in the Lord Jesus Christ and Jesus to be immersed in you. I want to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. I want the baptism of the Holy Spirit in my life. I want the Lord to be immersed in me. I I want the power to speak. Did you know that the Holy Ghost came on the, the, the apostles not just to speak in tongues and prophesy, but to preach the gospel? Amen. The power comes in our lives, the power to speak, amen. The power to speak for God, with God, and of God, amen. How many know you can't talk about the Lord if you don't have a passion for the Lord, amen. So there's a lot of people that do that, but you can tell real close, they don't have a passion. I just want to... um, Bring something out here and just bring this in. How can we live this out? How does the Holy Spirit bear witness in our lives? In John chapter 14, there's a scripture that Jesus begins to speak about the Holy Spirit and the Comforter coming. In John 14 and verse 16. When at the Last Supper, Jesus begins to talk about how he's going away. He said, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and the Comforter, and it's as if I never left, and he's going to be with you forever. In verse 16, he says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Verse 17, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you, and he will be in you. So he says that the Holy Spirit is with you right now. Isn't that good? I mean, when you're born again, God's with you. Amen. He's with you right now. And I believe it was almost Jesus saying, look, it's right in front of you. Amen. Here I am right there in front of you. He said he's with you right now. But he also spoke prophetically and said that he will be in you. There's a day coming, Jesus is saying, not many days hence, that the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, is going to come to you, and it's going to be a promise, because I promise you he's coming, right? Promise of the Father, and he's not just going to be with you, but he's going to be in you. Amen. I love that about the Lord. And so one of the things we see is that how the the Lord bears witness... In our lives, or how the Holy Spirit can bear witness, is that he is with us and he is in us. And one of the things uh, that I saw when I saw those two words, he's with you and he's in you, I realized that it kind of signified a bunch of things, but a few things that stuck out to me was that you will know. That you will know that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. And that you can testify that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. How many know it's important that he is with you means that you will know? You will know. If God's with you, you're going to know, right? You have that assurance that God is with me. How many have that assurance? How many have ever just said that, Lord, I thank you that, Lord, I feel like the world is, is just crumbling all around me, but I have this assurance that you're with me. Well, that's the promise of the Holy Ghost, amen. That's the promise of God, amen. The Holy Spirit's gonna be with us, amen. And so this is what's important in our lives to understand is that the Holy Spirit bears witness with that we know. That th- this is you have the witness. You have it with you. You know it. It's in your heart. It's in your life. You know, and then the second thing is that you can testify, or to be a witness. The Lord wants you to be a witness so that other people can know that Jesus is Lord. Come on, so the world might know that Jesus is Lord. So not just to know that that Jesus is Lord but to witness and be that testimony in the earth. And so uh, the two things are here in uh, John chapter 14 that you will know and that you can testify. This is how the Lord bears, this is how the Holy Spirit bears witness in our lives. And when you're in school or whatever, and you're beginning to talk about the Lord, and you're talking about Jesus, you're talking to somebody about the Bible and everything, this is God. He wants to empower you to be able to testify and point to Jesus as Lord. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the one. Come on. He's the one that the Bible's all about. He's the one that the book of Revelation is all about. He's the one that the book of Genesis is all about. Amen? Anybody? Psalms and Proverbs, I can throw those in too, right? But that's what it points to Jesus being the Messiah, the Lord, the Savior. And so it's that we know. It's that we have that assurance. That, that, that This is one of the things the Holy Spirit bears witness with you and in you. This is the physical and the spiritual experience that we have in the Lord. Amen. That we know that we know that he's with us and we know that we can testify of his power. Amen. Because he is with us and he is in us. Amen. That's how we can be a witness in the earth. Come on. That he's in us. Amen. Hallelujah. How many know you can't testify about Jesus unless He's with you, unless He's in you, unless you know Him, right? Amen. And so uh, the Holy Spirit really gives us that witness, that assurance, and that boldness to bear, amen, the name of Jesus and testify that Jesus is the Christ. And so we know that. How do we know that? The Holy Spirit is really the presence of God that we see in the Old Testament. Everything that God speaks about himself in the Old Testament, about his presence being manifested and revealed, that speaks of the Holy Spirit today under the new covenant, right? Right? All right, so we talked about the fire and the pillar of fire and the cloud by, and the oil and, and, and the anointing of David and, and all these things. How many of that points to Jesus, right? That points to the Holy Spirit, amen. And so, one of the things that we realize is that the Holy Spirit is the presence of God, just like we see in the Old Testament. But ultimately, being filled with the Holy Spirit is, is having God's presence inside of you. You see, the Bible says that back in the day, in, in Jerusalem, they would have to go to the temple, and that's the Ark of the Covenant was there, and that's where the presence of God was. Come on. I mean, how many know when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible says the veil in the tabernacle was split in two, and now, amen, whosoever will come, amen. We can approach boldly the throne of grace. You don't have to go to Jerusalem. That's not where the presence of God is. The Bible says it will abide in you. It will live in the believers. He said, uh, you you can't make a temple for me now that that, that's where I'm going to live in stone and in in, uh, wood. He said, I'm going to live in vessels and lives and hearts. That's where he lives today. Amen. How many believe that? How many believe that the Lord lives in us today? Amen. That's what it means. The Holy Spirit, the presence, the holy presence of God on the inside of us. Not just to visit. <laughs> Not just to visit. How many you know in the Old Testament he visited people? But to live. That's what he said. I'm going to live in you. I'm going to walk in you. You're going to be my people. We're going to have this amazing relationship together. Amen. In the Old Testament, the Spirit manifested to confirm God's presence. The Holy Spirit was manifested or the Spirit of God would show up and he would fall on people and come on people and only to confirm that God was with them. How many know God came on Samson and, and he was, uh, did amazing things? God came on David. God came on Gideon. The Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came on Elijah to do amazing things to confirm that God was with him. God showed up in the midst of Israel in their camp, encampment to let everybody know, I'm with this group of people. Amen. To let them know I'm with them. And so how many know that's how the Lord bears witness with us? He lets us know he's with us. Amen. And so... As we see in Romans chapter 8:16, the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. It's just that assurance that we know, that we know that we're born of God, that God loves us. Amen. I, I love to hear that messages about God's grace and God's mercy and God's love for me, but one of the things I've got to do is I've got to have the assurance that God loves me come on i I don't I man I thank God people tell me that and and there's so many good scriptures out there, and I get memes every day about how God loves me, but man, there's something when I know in my heart that God loves me, and that that's just good, isn't it that assurance that the Lord is with me and he loves me one of the uh, things I want to bring out on this this point and and the last thing on this point is that in Acts chapter ten in acts chapter ten verse thirty eight the Bible says that uh Paul began to testify about Jesus. And he said, you know, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. And he went about doing good, healing all manner of sickness and disease, casting out devils. Why? He said this, because God was with him. The Lord was with him. Have you ever read that scripture? God was with him. And then what did they say to Jesus, about Jesus? They said, no man can do the things you do except God be with him. Come on, somebody. How many know you can't do these things except God be with you? Amen. But aren't you glad today God is with you? So you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You can see miracles. Amen. You can, amen, begin to preach the gospel signs following because what? God is with you. Amen. And so how did did they know that God was with Jesus? Because he had the Holy Ghost. (laughs) So how do we know that Jesus was with us? We've got the Holy Ghost, amen. He's gonna baptize us with his spirit, amen. That's how we know Jesus is with us. And then we can testify. Not only do we know, but we can testify. Acts chapter one, verse eight says, you will be my witnesses. Talking about when the Holy Spirit comes on you, then I'm gonna make you. Then you're going to be. Be my witnesses in the earth, amen. So one of the things I just want to make clear that receiving the Holy Spirit really means receiving God's power. That's what I'm doing. I'm receiving God's power. God's power to live. God's power to speak. God's power. How many see the the Old Testament prophets? How many believe they had God's power to speak? Well, that's the same spirit that was on Elijah. Abides in me. Gives me the same power to preach. The same power to, just like Noah had that power and ability to preach the gospel to the souls about, Hey, a flood's coming. How many know that same spirit is on you to preach the gospel? Amen. The same spirit that was on the apostles to preach is the same spirit that calls us to preach the gospel in our day. Amen. And so receiving the Holy Spirit is receiving God's power. To be baptized in the Holy Spirit means to be immersed in God's power to be his witness. I think that's very clear, isn't it? It's speaking in the power of God. Amen. That doesn't mean every every time you speak, you'll speak in the power of God, but just about all the time or most of the time we speak and preach the gospel and talk about Jesus, we can speak in the power of of God, right? And so I like to think of it this way, that God empowers you to do the works of Jesus to fill the mission of Jesus. The same way that Jesus did. It's the same thing. Amen. That's why the Holy Spirit's been given. So that we can finish the work that Jesus started. Aren't you glad? Amen. Jesus said in John 15, he said the Holy Spirit will be given or is given. And, it, and the Holy Spirit will testify of Jesus. The Holy Spirit doesn't testify of you and your personality and your church and your organization, your denomination. It testifies of Jesus. The Holy Spirit, he said, as Jesus said, I don't speak about myself. I come to speak what the Father tells me to speak. Well, the Holy Spirit speaks and testifies about Jesus. What does he testify about? How amazing he is? How wonderful he is? How beautiful he is? Yeah, but mostly that he's Lord. He comes to testify that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is the Messiah, that he is the Savior, amen. That if people put their trust in Jesus, they will be saved, amen. And when God pours his spirit out on us, when, when, when Jesus said he will come and he will come upon you, he moves on you, he influences you, empowers you. And I believe that God desires to move on us, to empower us, to become the sons of God and the daughters of God, those who he's called to give us a different spirit. Not a spirit of the world, a spirit of lust, a spirit of pride, but a spirit of God. Amen. The spirit of holiness, the spirit of purity. Come on, somebody. The spirit of power and might and love, as the Bible says. Amen. And so one of the things that we also understand is that being filled with the Holy Ghost is not just speaking in tongues, but it is intimate fellowship with God. Come on, somebody. It's intimate fellowship with God. It's that you have His Spirit. So if I have the Spirit of God, as the Bible teaches me, I can have the mind of God. I can understand what God is thinking. Isn't that amazing? How many would love that? Amen. The God who created the ticks and the flies and, and all these little intricate things, how, how awesome is His mind? The Bible says we can have the mind of Christ. We can know what God's thinking. How many would love to know what God's thinking about your future? Amen. We can know what God thinks about your future. We can know those things. Amen. We can know what God wants us to do in any situation. Because, amen, we have his spirit on the inside of us. Amen. And so it's this intimate fellowship that we have with the Lord. It's that fellowship with Jesus through the spirit of God. It's also a couple other things. And I'm uh, finishing up. It's also ownership. And divine authority, supernatural power and abilities, giftings as, as the Holy Spirit gives us. Amen to preach the gospel, to fi- fulfill the mission of Jesus, to do what He's called us to do, just like Jesus did. On the earth. To be filled means to remain full of the Spirit, doesn't it? Amen. I mean, it doesn't mean like one time I, I did it and, and then, you know, how many know if, you, if that was like a drink of water and you're like, I got this drink of water and then oh, like 10 years later, you're probably not going to have that same drink of water. Amen, right? You're going to drink it, right? It's going to get empty. So it, we have to keep filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Like that gas, of, a, a gallon of gas or the tank of gas, we've got to stay filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what it means. And it means, and we do that by acknowledging the Lord and pursuing Him every day. We, we live a, a spirit inhabited life where it's in fellowship with the Lord all the time. How many believe that? Amen. How many are really just say, Lord, I, I just so am changed by my fellowship with God. Amen. And, and that's what really changes me. It's not just hearing a sermon or coming to church. But what really changes me is fellowship with God. That intimate fellowship with the Lord. How many have ever just said, wow, uh, I didn't know when the change happened. I don't know how it happened, but God changed me. Well, that's just by being around him. How many of you become the company you keep? And if you keep company with God, you're gonna, those things are going to rub off on you. Joy and peace and long-suffering and patience and kindness, goodness and all those things, amen, are just going to rub off on you. And that's intimate fellowship. You become the company you keep, amen, and so I want to keep company with him, amen. And so the experience of salvation is receiving a new nature and the power to walk in it. And the Holy Spirit gives us that power to walk in our salvation and our new nature. And so as we see here how the Holy Spirit bears witness in our lives, we know two things that we will know. We will have the witness of God, that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is God right, and that we can testify, that we can be that witness in the earth, amen, and I like to think of it this way in closing, that the Holy Spirit comes on us for the same reason that he came on Jesus, to testify that he is Lord, amen, Amen. to testify of God, to let people know, amen, yes, there is a God, yes, he knows you. Yes, he loves you. He's your creator. Amen. He formed you in your mother's womb before you were even born. He made your eyelash and your fingernails. He has purpose for you and destiny. He's called you to be saved. He's called you to this fellowship with him. Amen. How many know that's good news? Amen. And how many are thankful that he has given us the power to speak that to people? And we need that power, don't we, in this age? We, we, you know, a lot of us say, well, we need the power to overturn governments. We need the power to do this and the power to change our, our culture. No. If we have the power of God working in our lives, amen, we need the power to change other people's hearts. Amen. And how many know only the Lord can change other people's hearts? Right? So how many are thankful for the power of the Holy Ghost today? How many are thankful that the Spirit, the water, and the blood, they agree on one thing, what? That Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen? Can we stand on our feet today? I want to read one more scripture. Amen? In 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, in verse 13. I, I love the verse 14, but I'm going to read verse 13. It says, Hereby... Know we, this is how we know, that we dwell in Christ and that he lives in us. So in other words, this is the assurance. This is how you know. This is how you know that God, you are in, in Christ and he is in you. Because he has given us his spirit. Isn't that good? Isn't that good news today? And, he has, he, and and the Bible says in verse 14, And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him and he in God. Amen. Isn't that powerful how the Lord, amen, is working in our lives? Such a great plan of salvation, isn't it? I'm so glad that this isn't about a church or organization or a person, amen, that had some vision and some dream and some angel came and gave them rubies and now we have this ancient writings know, this is about the one who is God, the one who created the earth, the one who from even before time began always was, the one that, amen, cares so much about us and loves us and and is just, his heart, the Bible says, is for us, his thoughts are towards us, amen, so much so that he created us for his glory, amen. This is about the one, amen, that we bear witness to, that not only is God real, but he is Lord. How many, how many know that in your heart of hearts you have that assurance today? Amen. That Jesus is Lord. There's something that, you know, I don't care what you go through. That's not going to rattle. That's not going to shake it from me. That's not going to change my mind. Come on, somebody. Amen. You can been through an abusive relationship and a bad situation and, and had a terrible past and surrounded by terrible circumstances right now. But there's one thing that you can be assured of, that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is God. And in a culture of uncertainty, and such a world of of uncertainty and and questioning, amen, I'm so thankful today that I've got this assurance that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. But I'm not just going to stop there. I need to tell somebody about it. And the Lord, amen, has given me the power to do that. It's the same spirit that was on Jesus. The Bible says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells on the inside, not just visits me, come on, not just like Samson comes on me, then he leaves me, then he comes on me, then he leaves me. No, the Bible said he makes his place there. Amen. He's got that, he's got his king-sized bed in my heart. Amen. That's where he lived. That's where he, he dwells, the Bible says. And so today, I want to know, especially those that are getting baptized, and we want to pray with you, amen, as you get baptized in water and you get immersed in Jesus, we want Jesus to become immersed in you. We want to pray for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, amen. Aren't you glad that, amen, he's come to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and fire? Amen, I'm so thankful for that. I wonder if today if we could just put our hands together, Then, Lord, thank you so much for your spirit, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that the spirit and the water agree, amen.